Welcome to Lift Your Legacy. My name is Jacob Rupp, father, husband, and rabbi. And each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you unlock your inner potential and create change that will impact the future. Thank you for listening, and let's get to it. All right. Well, you know, we have all kinds of experts here on Lift Your Legacy. Uh, this is going to be another one of my... Uh, my uh, I don't even know what you call it, guilty pleasures. I don't know how, how guilty it is. Um, I'm thrilled to have on our, actually, the second Jewish-Israeli MMA fighter. Um, his name is Natan Levy. He is undefeated, black belt in both jiu-jitsu and karate. Uh, very, very humble guy, champion mindset. We discuss what it's like to be uh, a fighter, an MMA fighter, what that means, the process that you go through, how do you achieve excellence, what kind of a mindset you need to lock yourself in a cage with a uh, a trained fighter and uh, <laughs> not start crying? Um, and uh, and and he and he really explains, you know, both practically what it takes to succeed as an athlete, but also what everyday people can take from the the mind of of a champion and someone who pushes themselves to the extremes. Uh, in order to achieve greatness in their sport. So uh, with no further ado, I'm thrilled to have on Natan Levy. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, Lift Your Legacy is committed to helping you live a more authentic and meaningful life. That being said, if I could ask you to share this podcast with someone that you think would get value from the message, that would be fantastic. In addition, I wanted to make you aware that along with the podcast, I do offer executive coaching. I help people who are successful and highly motivated, who want to see extreme, or not even so extreme, maybe just a small change that in their life. I want to help them get to the next level. What does that mean specifically? Creating more peace in your relationships, with yourself, growing your business, clarifying your career. And even if you need a little bit of help losing some weight or getting more healthy, I do that also. I'm not for everyone, but for those people that are invested in making their life better and taking the next step, I highly recommend you consider me as a coach for you. Now, how do you get in touch? Well, you found the podcast. I wanted to tell you also my email, Jacob, my first name, Jacob at liftyourlegacy.live. Feel free, please, to reach out there or on all, any or all of my social media channels. I'd be thrilled to give you a complimentary half an hour conversation to see if we might be a good fit to work together. And now, with no further ado, I ask you to please sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, I am here with Natan Levy, who is an undefeated black belt uh, MMA fighter out of out of Israel, currently training, I believe, in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, and an up and coming star, both in the MMA world and in, in the in the gradually increasing uh, number of of Jews and Israelis who are taking over the the MMA circuit. So I I appreciate everything uh, that you're doing for the Jewish people out there, and thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. So, Natan, let me know, how did you get into fighting? What was that process like for you? Um, you know, I always liked uh, martial arts, movies, anything, but uh, I really started training seriously when I was uh, 15. And you were in Israel um, at this point? Or in America? Yeah, in Israel. In Israel. 
and um, started with the Kung Fu Karate and uh, got my black belt in Japan when I was uh, 18. Um, and then, you know, started teaching. I was really into it and I wanted to compete, but it wasn't really my field. I was doing mostly karate and, and I liked watching MMA, but I wasn't really practicing it. And at some point I was like, this is now or never. So I left everything, flew to Vegas to become an MMA fighter. Tell me a little bit for the, for the person that's not so aware, you know, there's all these different types of disciplines that you, you learn in a, in a studio and, and you can do different forms and you can become very proficient at it. But when it comes down to MMA, what's the big difference between, let's say, karate and MMA and, and why would someone make that switch? So why I wanted to do MMA is for me, it's the, the realest, the purest form of uh, competition, really. Because when you box, it's only with your hands. And when you do karate, there are certain rules. And MMA has rules, but uh, not as strict and not as many. So I think it's, you know, a lot of people call it like back in the day when MMA was in a well-known turn, they would call it like free fight and no holds barred. So um, for me, karate, it's more than just martial arts. You know, it's more than uh, fighting. There's a lot of things to it. So it's discipline. Uh, you know, how to behave yourself. Uh, so if I teach people, I still, I teach karate for me, even if I'll show them some moves on the ground or anything. For me, this is karate, but MMA, it's a competition. It's a rule set. You can bring uh, the honor and the, and the values to it, or some people choose not to, and that's cool too. So it's really a form of competition and you can bring any any skill set that you want and test yourself. Tell me a little bit about what your workout regimen looks like and just like the whole process because one of the one of the things that's very exciting about at least in America, you know, and, and the rise of LFA and Bellator and UFC and it's becoming such a the like the mainstream thing, not only from a sports realm, but also from a fitness realms and there is you know, all of these gyms opening up everywhere. Um, what is your, what does it look like to train as an MMA fighter? How many hours in the gym is that? What are the different kinds of exercises that you're doing? And also like going into, if you could go into your nutrition and, and getting ready for a fight and the whole idea about dropping weight. And if that's something that you do, what that looks like. Uh, yeah, I have a pretty, uh, pretty busy schedule. Some people don't, do it like I do, you know, everybody is kind of free to do it their own way. I train three times a day. I do every morning a session that is pretty much everything mixed, like an MMA pro class at Syndicate MMA. So this is a bunch of fighters getting together and training, doing everything mixed. And then usually um, afternoon and nighttime, I go and work specific disciplines. So we're going to ask, isolate uh, ground fighting in jiu-jitsu class and work only on that and uh, work only on my boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, uh, wrestling. So these are the main uh, disciplines that people do. I also still do karate uh, at least once a week and uh, taekwondo as well. Um, yeah, I like to keep it, you know, I, I don't want to forget what brought me to the dance. So 
if it's karate and it, it made me good enough to, you know, get into MMA and win some fights. So I don't want to forget it and become something else. I want to learn more and add to what I already have. So I don't want to forget what I have. So uh, three sessions a day, strength and conditioning as well. Um, would it be, I don't do much weights, but you know, small weights and punching with them or working muscles that you're going to need while you're fighting. And, um, that's about it. <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me about, about your, your typical diet and if that changes as you, as you kind of go into fight mode and how, how long does it take, take for you to train for a specific fight? Yeah, so weight cutting is uh, it's not something that fighters like doing. It's kind of something we have to do because of uh, the way the sport is structured right now. Um, I walk around at around 175 uh, pounds and I fight at 145. <laughs> so that means uh, when it's time to get ready for a fight, uh, when camp starts, it's usually about uh, two, three months. So I'm gonna really uh, put emphasis on my diet and eating clean. Uh, I work with a nutritionist um, and I get to, to about 155 and then the rest I'll just cut in the sauna and just sweat it out, regain it the next day, the day of the fight. Does it, do you feel like terrible when you're doing it? I used to feel really terrible but I would just like my weight cutting strategy would be sitting at home hungry and going crazy. But since I uh, went pro and uh, got an, a nutritionist, things have been easier. You know, um, they tell me what I can eat and uh, still not gain weight and keep on losing. So it's way better. Great. So I, I, you're, you just, you got married recently, correct? Correct. So you have a wife and you have a Jewish mother, I'm assuming, and yes. you're, you're, fight, you're fighting now, you know, uh, professionally. What's that like? Does your family worry <laughs> about you? Like, how do you, how do you explain that? Or what, what's that whole psychological process like both for the people that love you and also for yourself going into a fight? Um, I think they're way more stressed than I am when I'm fighting, for sure. Uh, usually I fight uh, Friday night, so... For example, my uh, brother and uh, my father, because of Shabbat, they can't watch it from Israel. So they, uh, you know, they just wait anxiously until it's past uh, Shabbat and then they watch it online. Um, and you know, my wife is with me at every fight, so she's, uh, she's scared, but she believes in me, so, so she's confident as well. And uh, yeah, with my mom, she she knows who her son is like when i was uh 16 i told her i was training for just about uh, a a year and a half in karate and i was like hey mom i just want to let you know i'm going to fly to japan this uh, summer and i want to go train there she didn't think i was going to fly so she was just like yeah sure go ahead and then i flew she couldn't say anything anymore because she already gave me the green light <laughs> you're like it's, it's your fault mom this is all it's all because of you <laughs> So same with fighting, you know, she, she knows she can't stop me. So, so uh, she supports me. That's amazing. And, and for you, when you go into the fight, I mean, and again, I, I, 
for, for the people that aren't aware, you know, the experience of being locked in, you usually fight three, three minute, it's three, five minute rounds. Is that what you usually do? Correct. Yeah. So it's, you have, you have, you know, as long as three, five minute rounds where you're locked in a cage with another, you know, trained fighter, what's that experience like when you, when you walking out, going in the ring and it going in the cage and like when you get hit, like, does it, like, does it hurt? Do you process it? Like, what are yeah. you thinking when you're in that, in that, in that, in that cage? Good question. Uh, yeah, you know, it's really, it's a crazy experience. I could tell you that from the first amateur fight I had, like, it felt like I was, you know, not lucid, like, while you're in there, like, everything is so, uh, adrenaline is so high, like, I don't even know like how close how close am I to my opponent? Like, do I need to kick him or punch him right now? I can't even see clear. Like that was, you know, first extreme experience. But with time it gets uh, easier. You get more used to it. You're more you're more lucid. You can see punches coming better and avoid them. And uh it's still to this day it's weird. Like when you get punched, it doesn't really hurt, but it kind of dazes you. So you know, you know, you have to react. A lot of times I'm like, okay, wake up. You're in a fight. Like, wake up uh, to get myself started. So, so you'll get, you'll get, like, what about like the, the leg kicks? Like those are, <laughs> when you, when you watch the fight, you see the leg, like, is it, is, so you're, you're, what's that experience like if you're taking trauma to your body, not to necessarily the head, because I understand like the head, you, you know, you, you get dazed a little bit, but like when you're taking the kicks to the body, like, is that, is that registering? Are you like, Walk me through that. No, I don't. I, it doesn't register. Uh-huh. I think it has a, it has an effect on you, and it, you know, a, a kick that would usually like hurt from the first one, it's gonna hurt after two or three. The pain builds up. The, okay. you know, the fatigue builds up, but it doesn't register at the moment. The only thing I think is, uh, people. I once broke my uh, my hand on my opponent's face in my uh-huh. last amateur fight. So people were like, oh, I must have not hurt in the right from the adrenaline. You're like, I'm no, like, it oh, hurt. it hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I felt I, it. I saw it black for a moment and it hurt. Really, really? Yeah. It's like crazy. Black flash and felt it in my spine. So yeah, it hurt. <laughs> it, it's so funny because just like, you know, when, when you watch one of these fights, you know, like, or you watch like on your Instagram, like I was, I, you just, you put up recently, like just like the, the, the power that is delivered with like one kick. You know, I, 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 I tell people when they're watching, I'm like, that one kick would have put you out, you know, but you watch and you'll take many, you know, you take, somebody take more than a hundred in some cases in fights. So th- that's fascinating. So do, when you are, when you like find yourself on the ground, for example, um, do you, are you thinking through the experience or most of it's now muscle memory? Like how cognizant are you? Is it like rolling in a gym with jujitsu or is it just like, it's just like a different level? Does that make sense? The question? I think uh, that, there was a connection problem. Oh, cut out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I'll start. I'll start I think again. you asked, you were cut, but I think you were asking if it's muscle memory or if I'm thinking through the motion on the ground. Yeah. Correct? So I'll just, I'll start again. So it's easier to edit. 
when you find yourself on the ground, what's that experience like? Are you, or do you have a game plan as you're trying to go through the grappling and the, and the jujitsu or are you just kind of like muscle memory trying to react? How does someone like think through the ground game in a, in an actual match? Yeah, it's a lot of muscle memory. Um, you know, we're like, you have like positions and you know exactly what you need to do from this position. And if you wait and think it's not going to happen, you're going to lose the moment. Um, same with striking, you know, thinking it's uh, too slow. And uh, yeah, you, again, you, you think for a moment and the, the moment is already lost. You're already getting the opponent is two steps ahead, three steps ahead. And that's how you get submitted. Because, uh, you know, in striking, it takes sometimes only one, one strike out of nowhere. You can be, you know, on top and getting, uh, getting knocked out. But on the ground, the thing is, really, you got to make a few consecutive mistakes until you get submitted. So you always have to be present. Uh, where do you do the thinking? In the gym. So in the gym, when you build a game plan, you're going to be like, okay, this guy is going to try and uh, get the mount. That's what he does in every fight. So I need two, three handy mount escapes. If the first one doesn't work, I go to the second one, to the third. And if that doesn't work, I go back to the first. But usually it's, it's going to work at some point. Um, and of course, you have, uh, you have to be ready for any position. But game planning and really camp is getting ready for that opponent. Um, some people are, take some time off between camps. I train three times a day all the time. So for me, there's no such thing as kicking, kicking in the gear for the camp. It's, it's regular everyday life. It's just that I'm getting ready for a specific opponent and that I'm cutting weight. Amazing. Um, in, the, in the professional world, are there any fighters now that you, that are fighting now that you look at and you are inspired by that you want to like try to emulate who, who like, who fires you up from a, or does that not how it necessarily works it, when you're actually in the, in the, in the experience of training? Like, do you have other people you look at and try to like, are you aspire to like in, incorporate some of their styles? Um, some of their styles. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, just watching fights and seeing a, a sick move or uh, somebody with a well-executed game plan. Um, yeah, that definitely, you know, gives me something to look to and try and imitate. But at the same time, I'm still me. I'm not trying to be another person or change my style. Um, and everybody's different, so I can't have this guy's style or that but uh, I used to have some fighters that I looked up to growing up uh, you know GSP being one of them uh, favorite fighters like uh, Krokop, Frank Mir um, but right now like everybody's kind of a potential opponent yeah <laughs> I don't really give them uh, the same respect I used to I give them a lot of respect but not the same like uh, looking up to them that's amazing. Um, what does it mean to be, you know, visibly, I mean, your name and the way that you carry yourself, you know, visibly Jewish and Israeli, how does that, when, when you realize you're kind of representing in a lot of ways, Jews in Israel on a, on a very wide stage, 
does that figure into what you do? How does that, how does that, does that change or affect you or make you feel like you're, you're standing for something more? What does it mean to be a Jew in this sport? Um, first, like a lot of times I think people are too into trying to be, oh, I want to be the first Israeli that did this or did that. But then you kind of reach a limit where you're like, oh, I'm the first Israeli that competed uh, in this ring. And then you're like, okay, but you know, many people did it. So it's not that big of an accomplishment. Like you're kind of blocking yourself, I feel. I don't see it this way. I'm not trying to be the first uh, Jewish uh, guy in the UFC. I mean, there's been a few, but um, for me, it's really like being as an athlete, getting as far as I can. The, the Jewish and Israeli part, it, it is a big part. It, you know, it gives me strength. It is something I want to represent. Um, you know, Jews, we used to be prosecuted. We used to be, um, you know, weak a lot of times. And no, not anymore. Like, we're strong. We're here. Um, and, of course, when I walk into a fight, you know, I feel proud. I come with the flag. And I want to show the world, like, we're not weak anymore. Uh, don't F with us, you know? <laughs> Excellent. Um when it comes to the mindset, and I think this is something that is not, I, very few people have the, uh, the opportunity or the ability to compete on, on a high level in, uh, in MMA, but when it comes to the mindset of be, being a champion and striving to be a champion and you know, the, just the, 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 the peace of mind to be confident enough in yourself to lock yourself in the cage with another you know, trained fighter, what is that like? How have you built the mindset or what kind of tools and techniques would you tell people if they want to show up at the, at the top of their game? Um, you know, it's a difficult question. I don't think there's a, a right answer. You know, I, every time I meet a big fighter and I pick their brain a little bit, I ask them something similar. I think most of the confidence comes from being prepared. I think if you slacked off during training and if you didn't give 100%, uh, you, you're going to, right at that moment when you're about to jump in the cage, you're going to be like, maybe I should have run more. Maybe I should have trained harder. I don't have this. I'm usually, like, my coaches need to pull me out of, like, training a little bit because they say, you know, I'm doing too much. And um, that can be a performance killer as well. You know, some people, like, um, overdo it and leave everything on the mats, leave everything in the gym because they go two hours too many times. That's also coming a little bit from lack of confidence because you're like, oh, I need to do 15 a day to win this fight. No, it's not true. It's not the, the situation. So it, it, uh, it's different between everybody. You need to find the, the right amount, what makes you feel confident, what makes you feel comfortable. And, um, you know, everybody's scared. Like, it's not easy to go in there. Being brave doesn't mean not being scared. It means still doing it. You know, I know my opponent is, I'm in the locker room and, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, I'm getting warmed up. Um, I know that nobody ever did anything worthwhile without 
feeling the same way I did. Like everybody who ever did something big in life and made a change in the world, like they were nervous before they did it. It's okay. It's, it's your body getting ready to do something big. So here I am getting ready to do something big. That's fantastic. What, what is, um, two, two last questions before we, before you tell me, uh, what your, what your next big, what your next big thing is, but, um, what are you afraid of? Is it fear of sort of letting your team down, the people that worked and trained you? Is it a fear of, of not performing your best? Is it a fear? I'm assuming it's not a fear of getting hurt or it could be that that's that, that too. What, what are you scared of before you go and, uh, and, and, and beat someone senseless for 15 minutes? It's not fear of getting hurt, though I, I do not want to get hurt. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not even fear. Like, I think being nervous is good. Being scared is not so good. But, uh, you know, yeah, disappointing uh, your trainers. For me, I don't think, you know, my trainers would be disappointed if I lost the fight or, you know, if I, if you, if I gave my all and I lost, I don't think it'd be such a big deal. You know, okay, on to the next one. Keep climbing the ladder. But uh, yeah, for me, it's really like not performing as good as I know I can, uh, freezing up, um, doing something embarrassing, like, uh, you know, reacting to not like being game and in the fight. That's something I'm scared of. Like I'd rather, I'd rather get hurt than, um, than act, uh, you know, not, than not fight correctly and not put on a good performance and people watching and thinking I'm not a good fighter, you know, that's more scary to me. If anything. Spoken like a, spoken like a true warrior. Um, wh where do you see in your, you know, where do you see this all going? I mean, you have, you're young, you, you're, you're, you know, doing very well, you're undefeated. You have, you know, 50,000 people that follow you on Instagram. So you have a big and, and ever growing platform. What's your, what do you see this all like leading to? You know, I do, I want to um, fight for the biggest promotion in the world, the UFC. So I feel I'm headed that way. That way. Um, that's what I came to do. I didn't come to the US, you know, just to be a fighter. I wanted to fight against the best in the world and be amongst the best in the world. And I knew there was going to be a lot of work ahead of me, but I was willing to do it. A lot of uh, roadblocks uh that you know a lot of speed bumps but uh we're here really close um yeah i just want to test myself against the best that's awesome okay natan levy what do, you, what do you have next coming up do you have uh, any 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 news you can share with us uh yes i'm gonna be fighting uh, march 20th in arizona my opponent's name is uh, kevin barbarina a uh, very tough guy. He has uh, seven wins and four defeats. But, uh, you know, good fighter that fought good guys and went to some wars. So his uh, record is not clean, but it's, for me, it, it means like an experienced fighter that experienced everything is more dangerous than somebody who hasn't. And um, I think it's going to be a good fight. He's going to try and take me down. 
um, it did, that didn't play out so well for, you know, my former opponent. So I'm obviously going to try and keep it striking with the karate background and keep my distance, but I'm going to train to be ready for everything. Outstanding. All right. I want to wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you so much. And we're so Thank excited you. to watch your career. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. There you have it, folks. Another inspiring episode. If you enjoyed this, I ask you to please share this with your friends and to like us over on Rabbi Rupp through Facebook or on YouTube. And the more that we're able to get these important messages out, the more that we can really make an impact in the world. So I encourage you, please, to stay tuned. Uh, we have a ton of amazing speakers coming up and also to tell your friends about it. Thank you very much.